Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast. The official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined today by Robbie Payne. What's up? And Gabriel Bringers. Good morning. So it's been one of those weeks uh, in in Chrome OS news uh, where it's just been a kind of uh, I don't know the the right word uh, 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 an assortment yeah of news yeah there's been hardware <laughs> stuff there's been software yeah. stuff there's been external stuff there's there, yeah it, it it's been a lot it's just an assortment uh, which yeah, is it's, fun it's been good stuff which is fun yeah um, and I know I know I said this a couple podcasts ago but I was like oh. We have like some, we're going to bounce around today, some couple different stories. Uh, that is the plan for today. I'm not going to say that's what we will do, or but that gonna, is certainly the plan. We're going to make it. Now, that's like certainly if we, the plan. If we bounced around all the stuff that we talked about on the site right now, we'd be here for like four hours. Yeah. Uh, I did. There was just so much like, there was hardware and like new Chromebooks yeah. and rumors and like, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a bunch it's of fun. little things. It was, it, it was a fun week for us in, in Chrome OS news. So, um, so, so I do want to kind of quickly, we were just talking about this right before we got going. I don't have all the information yet, um, but I'm, I'm interested in Android 11 and what, what it's going to bring. Yeah. You Overall, read that like what? Two seconds literally, before we right? started? It, it yeah. popped up. It's not even on the paper. It's, like, I'm it's not at, even it's on not the paper. On we can't talk about it. It's, it's not, not even it's not on, on the paper. Well, um, did you all see the, um, 
what is it called? I forget what they're calling it. It's like the security feature type stuff on Pixel. I don't know if you guys got it because you're OnePlus. But it's like you go through like and set when up you're like out running and your stuff. emergency contacts yeah. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, my wife's still on yeah. her Pixel and she got it. And she was like, oh, you know, this is kind of cool. Basically, yeah. you, you turn it on and if you if once you've turned it on, if you don't tell it you're okay, yeah. it starts alerting Exactly. People. And like it'll <laughs> alert, you know, a couple main contacts first and then... Oh, I it's kind of brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's a brilliant... Because I was wondering when I saw that announced, like, how are they going to do that yeah. exactly? And, and I didn't know if it was that was it that was clearly not part of the 11 beta, but it was something that kind of rolled out along with the 11 beta stuff. And yeah. like at first, I was like, "Oh, is this part of the beta?" But then it popped up on my phone. Yeah, but no, the other thing that I just saw that uh, Dieter over at The Verge just wrote um, is how the new how, how Android 11 is potentially going to handle in the beta right now how it's handling messaging. And we were talking about he 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 we always we always say that Dieter is the. Uh, the uh, WebOS guy, yeah, the, uh, palm, the Palm WebOS. Yeah, guy. ultimately, like Dieter was, he was probably the first um, tech blogger slash um, journalist type person I ever knew by first name. Like mm, that, I yeah. could tell you, yeah, yeah I read, him? I read such and such, and this is the guy because uh, no, he was Leo Laporte was number one for me. But because I just yeah. wasn't into tech news, like I didn't, I didn't follow anything. I didn't listen to you know Twit or anything like that. So some of the older guys that that have been around for longer screensavers, you know, I, just, <laughs> I never, I never got into that. Like I, I like tech stuff, but I didn't, I didn't read about it a right. lot. And so my uh, like legitimate tech journey probably began with uh the palm pre and web os and I, I i can still remember very vividly sitting on the couch and watching uh their ces presser mm-hmm. i just uh, had the agonizing defeat of watching my 13 and 3 titans lose in their buy round they had the number one seed in the playoffs they lost in their buy round to the baltimore ravens i remember where my couch was i remember like that was a crushing defeat. Like I thought, this Typical. is our year. We're going back to the Super Bowl, baby, and lost in the first. And it wasn't the first round. It was their first game, though. So they were in that buy round. Anyway, so I remember that very clearly. And then I remember pulling up my laptop at the time and watching. I was. It was obviously it's January, so you know I'm like, oh, let's see what anything I missed at CES or whatever. Yeah. And so um, I saw that keynote. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is really interesting. And watched that whole keynote and was Dude. like. Oh my God, I want well, this. And I was still a contrarian back then because I still had not bought an iPhone. I yeah. was like, I'm, eh. You were like, nah, I'm not into that. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Like, I, don't, I don't know why I didn't buy an iPhone. I had friends that were like, dude, you need, you need to get an iPhone. You need to yeah. try this. I'm like, nah, I'm waiting on the Palm Pre. And I did. I held out. Yeah. Six months from that point, by the way, it didn't come yeah. out until June. Yeah, that's a terrible turnaround in what the was, phone world. What, what was it? Who, who made the video of like the behind the scenes leading up to that keynote? Oh, the Verge. Did the Verge somebody do at the that? Verge, it wasn't Dieter, but somebody at the Verge wrote a very fascinating piece about fascinating. what actually was going on behind the scenes. <laughs> it is mind boggling. Yeah, they ripped out the OS. That thing that they were running on stage was a, like, a skeleton a, a, at best. Yeah, um, they were they were all biting their their nails, hoping that it that wasn't would a just crash. Work. Yeah. Uh, on stage and the idea for WebOS and what they built uh, was I think about six weeks old at the time that they stood on that stage and and said hey we're bringing this phone to market like it was a whole brand new thing Yeah, it's like spend two years creating something then last minute say hey we're going to do something completely different and they'll go get on stage and act like we know what we're talking about it was was, and it was bloody brilliant and it was sad that ahead of its time and so Dieter but it did it did the synergy thing right yeah so the so Dieter wrote uh and was the lead editor for Mm -hmm pre-central mm-hmm. so talk about like we feel like we're a niche right that was a website 
around one phone. Yeah. Yeah. One phone. I mean, of course they built it thinking probably, hey, and I don't know. This is going to take off. I would love to go back and see the history of that too. Like yeah, did he happen? did he spin that up himself or did he do it for someone? Cuz they they let's, got sucked up by mobile nations at one point and then they did yeah. away with it obviously cuz the Palm Prix is just not a thing anymore, but I I would assume they spun it up thinking, hey, this has some legs and this could be a really big disruptor in the space, and it obviously didn't happen. But Dieter was the manager, a managing editor, editor in chief, whatever of Pre Central, and so that's how I remember. And he and Derek Kessler, Derek mm-hmm. Kessler was the other writer, and I remember both of those guys. And just like I read every <laughs> word, like in just like utter anticipation of that phone. Um, and so, like I, my history with reading stuff from Dieter goes way back. Um, and so when he brings up web OS, like it's completely natural to me. Cause that's where I still, in my mind, I still yeah. put him like he's like that. Well, who's the Kevin guy that wrote for Crackberry? Oh, they call him Crackberry Kevin. Yeah. Uh, oh man. What was his last name? <laughs> Never heard of this dude. Yeah. yeah. And so like if he wrote for, and he might still write for who knows who, but you know, I, he's always going to be Crackberry Kevin. Yeah. Uh, and so Dieter's kind of that way in my brain. And so it comes up. If you type Crackberry, he's wow. the he's third <laughs> in the suggested. Crackberry Kevin. So yeah, Crackberry he made Kevin. Uh, Did he go anywhere? I don't know. Interesting. Surely, I'm goodness. A, I'm Maybe he'll run a whole website. Maybe he'll want to contribute him. to Chromebox. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's it's interesting to watch the life cycles of these types of things. And one of the, the coolest things that, that Palm Pre did was this synergy idea. And so they were like, you know what? Even at that time, and this was, we're at a scale of, you know, on on a scale of one to 10. We're at a 10 now yeah, compared to what we, they were at multiple, a two. Multiple orders of magnitude beyond right. that now. Like, yeah. and, and still, even back then, it was enough of yeah. a problem to go, hey, let's solve this. And they created their messaging thing on WebOS was just this like aggregator. And it, it pulled in like you, you'd sign in to your MSN messenger, your Yahoo messenger, your oh, man. Google chat, Google talk, an, Google thing. This is an old fashioned statement. It's down to Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, but it pulled all those things in and it just knew who was when somebody wrote you a message, it knew what they were coming from and it just automatically set you up when you replied it just knew to reply through that and it's it brilliant uh, Machalic. Machalic. it's m-i-c-h wow. but yeah uh, okay so i, pr- uh, I apparently yeah. never knew crackberry kevin's last name yeah, yeah that's why you he don't went... see it anywhere on any of the social stuff <laughs> that's why he just like went he by... has ghosted in the last uh, year he, and a half he may have said you know what yeah. i'm i've done my piece break. and I'm, I'm rolling out yeah because uh, they crackberry was bought up by mobile nations as well and i don't, I don't know if they still even have a they still make phones kind of, but it's weird. Like that's how tech has evolved. You know, there used to be websites for single phones, you know, like even you don't, you don't even see like iPhone only websites very much anymore. Um, uh, anyway, so all of that to say, if Android is doing anything like this synergy thing, oh my gosh. Yeah. We, we literally just saw this before we, it might be enough. We should throw the, uh, we should throw the four into, uh, yeah, we can beta. Do that. We yeah, should we'll do throw that. Our Pixel Four in there and yeah. just see what happens because that sounds very interesting. Think about this for a second. Like this could be Google's kind of quick fix band aid as we wait for RCS to become yep. way more widely available. Yep. Because now all of a sudden I've just got a messaging platform that I, you know I my messages go into one place and I don't know if that's what they're talking about. Like I don't from know. what yeah, you're reading, to, it's it sounds maybe just for your. Re- quick replies or something. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. We need it, to it's going to be very curious because if they pull it off, it works really well. Then 
you know, we can cross our fingers and hope that something similar rolls down the Chrome OS as well, because that would Gosh. be really cool to be able to you have your, handle your messages you just, in just one place. You just have messages. Yeah. I All mean, of your stuff is in there. It would be smarter for them to roll that into Android messages, by the way. Just Robbie, so that, let's not get into that. <laughs> I know. Just so that it's just one thing. Just make one thing yeah. and put all the stuff yeah. in it. You yeah. Know? yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So let's dig into some Chrome OS news. Um, I want to start with this whole Dell thing because you just wrote it and it's fascinating to me. As soon as I walked in, we were talking about it and um, I, I, I am excited about it. And you said that you were hoping to just write a little quick article this morning and then you dove into this thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I was looking at one thing and then that led me to something else. I was like, oh, what about this? And long story short, um, we've been tracking a Chromebook uh, baseboard called Drowion since I think Gabe wrote about this in January. Why? Yeah, that ago. sounds about right. I think we were in CES yeah. at CES or on the plane or something when you, you Probably, fit, cause it was the privacy yeah. screen is what brought that up. Right. So it was the first one we saw with this privacy screen function on the keyboard. We've the, seen the, that now uh, as, as something that's going to come on the right. Elite Someone HP. else had written months later that Drowian was Google's next Chromebook, which... <laughs> oh, yeah, that happened, too. No yeah. idea we're gonna, where We're going to get into all that crap. We're going yeah. to get into that's that a in a minute. Yeah. A whole so. new version <laughs> of that spin. Um, <laughs> Buckle your seatbelts, folks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so I, I was looking at that, and I don't even remember why I pulled that up this morning. I one of the notes I keep a note of all the stuff that I want to write. So I'd, I'd added something in there and I was going to look and blah, blah, blah. And so I see something for Drowian and realize that because of the way it was positioned um, in a particular file that it was set next to Sarian, which is the Dell's enterprise Chromebooks that we uh, talked about. Crazy priced <laughs> meant for enterprise 50, 53 and yeah, 50, the latitudes. Yeah. And so um, it was set next to Sarian and then it was comma Drowian, comma, um, what is the other one? Uh, Deltar. And so um, I don't know that prior to that I'd put two and two together that Deltar was Dell. And I was like, okay, well, you know, it's, it's Dell. So I started digging a little bit more and come to find out they've cloned Deltar. With, and Deltar is based on the next gen Intel processors, so the 11th gen uh, Tiger Lake. So we haven't seen any Chromebooks with these out yet. There's quite a few in the in the works. So consider Voltier as the baseboard that's going to spawn all those. Voltier is this year's Hatch. Right. So we tracked Hatch and all those devices. We still haven't seen all of Hatch's like the, devices yet. It's like the it's the, it's the mommy. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> um, and, the, and these are going to be and these are going to be the the kind of. Uh, I guess you would. Would you consider them the flagship Chromebooks? They can be in Hatch. So well, I mean, we say that, but then I mean, the Hatch the stuff had the birth yeah. the the Flex over there, which is yeah. four hundred bucks. And so they can go all the way down to Celeron. Yeah, that's Pentium's. changed a lot because it used to be there was a defining line between premium, but right. now Gosh. that Chrome OS is leveraging most, if not all, of Intel's processor families, you, you have Pentiums all right. the way at the bottom of the core family, and yeah, so... It's so technically speaking, like the Flex 5 anything, that has yeah. a Celeron in it, that's 300-something dollars. It's still it's Hatch. hatch. Still it's hatch. a Hatch Chromebook, so yeah, it's not it's nowhere near as defined as it was, and that's good, because it means like the, the, the market is just so these could be So these could be kind of anything birthed sure. from that main Yeah, they could be board. affordable, right. and or, you know, the Galaxy, so that, that that's a perfect example. The Celeron Flex five with four gigs of ram and 32 gigs of storage and the samsung galaxy chromebook are both hatch chromebooks so it's yeah. as broad as it can That's be crazy. basically so it's a it's a wide brush so 
we see uh, in the article, I kind of go, I, I lay all this stuff out, and that's kind of what took me so long in the articles to kind of retell some of these things um, so that, you know, when somebody goes to read this for the first time, it's not, they're not lost. Um, so we knew Dragon was Dell. That's a, that's a hatch-based device, and so I'm kind of shelving that. You know, it helped, it helped inform the fact that uh, Dell Tor, a Tiger Lake baseboard, is also Dell. Um, and then Dell Tan, that's another baseboard that was cloned directly from Del Tor. So they're very similar. <clears throat> that's important to note. So those two boards now are, are going to have multiple SKUs, which means you have some that are 360, so convertible, and some that are clamshell on both. So take that fact and realize that it's highly likely that you know, Dell is working on, we, we would have assumed that they, they'd put out a hatch Chromebook. That's, uh, the Dell Inspiron, you know, the, the newest Dell Inspiron, the Inspiron they made before with the eighth gen processors was a great Chromebook. Honestly, if it had eight gigs of Ram in it, it probably would have been my go-to recommendation for most people. Backlit keys, stowable stylus, you know, the works. It was a good screen. It was a good Chromebook. So it, it makes complete sense that they would you know, make a new one of those. Um, so my guess would be then that Dell Tan is likely going to be that maybe. Um, I'm not sure. Um, but so that would cover if, if one of those two Dell Tan or Dell Tor become, you know, the, the new Inspiron, you've got the Inspiron line covered. Dell only has three lines. The latitude line has been covered by Dragon mm-hmm. and Sarian before it. So we already know where that one's positioned. Like we'll probably see that sometime in the late summer. Uh, when HP finally gets their enterprise stuff out. So those two lines are covered. Why would they clone this and create another 11th gen board? Like there would be no point. Just make it off of Delta or don't, don't, don't clone it unless you're going to make another kind of line of devices. Well, Dell only has one other line and that's the XPS line. And if you know anything about them, XPS Dell Chromebooks are are Chromebooks (laughs) at some point, maybe Uh, (laughs) XPS laptops, windows laptops are regarded by a lot of people as like the best, some of the best Mm -hmm. windows laptops you can buy. You can look, go look at pictures of them. They are flat out, just gorgeous. They're, they're carbon fiber. Dead sexy. They are. Um, and they just started doing 360 models. What, last year, I think? Yeah, the first that, that was XPS a big, 360. That was, was a big deal. Yeah, CES. Maybe it was last year, I think. So a year and a half. Yeah, a year and a half ago. So, yeah. Um, so now they've got a, a 13 and a 15-inch in both clamshell and convertible. And then they've got a big 17-inch clamshell. Um, you know, glass track pads, all like actual carbon fiber bodies. Like not yeah. carbon fiber looking plastic carbon fiber body so light super rigid uh great keyboards backlit 4k displays hdr thin bezels beautiful like it's they pour all of their like hey let's make this thing gorgeous uh while the latitude series are powerful devices right meant for you know being in work trucks and all that kind of stuff these are their consumer flagship models and there's no reason to believe like an 11th gen Tiger Lake chip can deliver everything that they would want to do. I mean, they're going to build 11th gen Tiger Lake Windows laptops anyway. There's literally no reason not to connect these dots and say, eh, put, it put, looks put, like an XPS put Chrome OS on it, man. How well does that roll off the tongue? <sighs> Dell XPS Chromebook. Mm. Yeah. yeah, almost as good as Galaxy Chromebook. It is. And yeah. it's the same idea. It's right. the same premise right. of some uh, a consumer or a consumer model device that has a particular amount of brand cachet that you're saying hey we're gonna we're gonna bring that out over to chromebooks and they've done it twice already dell has so 
yeah. uh, with it's the broad. with Sarian, they so, I mean, brought we, we, the the latitude line. Right. Then they didn't have that before. Right. Those are Dell latitude Chromebooks. You have the Dell Inspiron Chromebook. It's just a matter yeah, of time. I mean, and we've I, been saying it's yeah, a matter of time. It's I remember just, the video that we did for the Inspiron. Uh, I remember in that review, you were. Uh, kind of specifically talked about the Inspiron name and like what that means and, and why it's important that they put Inspiron on the Chromebook. I right. remember getting a shot right <laughs> on the bottom of Inspiron, you know, yeah. and, and that's their, you know, medium range devices. Right. But those are probably the laptops they sell the most of because they're, you know, reasonably priced. And so when you start looking at windows laptops as, as a whole and you look at Dell's lineup, yeah, they sell some XPSs and that's where, you know, those, that's their Halo device. But really, when somebody goes into Best Buy and goes to buy a, a laptop, they probably end up buying an Inspiron. And so that was it was very important that, that Dell decided to include Chromebooks into that circle. And it's going to be just as important when they do it with XPS as well. Um, it's something I'd love to see. Like, and HP's kind of doing it too, because aren't their Windows laptops elite Yes, uh, elite yeah, and pro. Yeah, like, they're elite. Then they have the Spectre series. Right. Which, That's we're kind of waiting on that one yeah, to happen, but. like an HP Spectre. And we thought maybe they would do it. They just announced that that new 14C. Yeah. Uh, so the X360 is kind of their convertible mid-range line of Windows laptops. They go with X360, and so they've clearly brought that uh, pseudo branding over yeah. uh, to Chromebooks for a little while now. But that, that new device from HP looks great. Yeah. Uh, price doesn't make me super excited with the Flex so, 5 looming, but so, um, so but I was kind of hoping pricey. that might be a Spectre. <laughs> yeah, mm. it's but, pricey. And that's the thing. I mean, it, it felt like Samsung took a chance with the Galaxy Chromebook, but that now on the six months down the road, looking at the devices that are coming out, the, the, the enterprise device that HP's launched, I'm thinking all the major major manufacturers should already have a plan in place. Like we, we're yeah. hoping for yeah. a more premium Lenovo device because the Flex Vibe is awesome, but it would be nice to see their Yoga in a 15.6 inch or just some some more premium device. And if they don't have those plans in place already, they sh- they've messed up because they have. Yeah, it feels like that. They have the internals. They're they're on par with Windows in every other aspect. They need to be making these for consumers. And right. in order to do that, they need to carry the Galaxy labels, the Spectre labels, all of that. And if they're not, they're going to miss the boat. Uh, I actually just got an email this morning about a, a completely unrelated product. But uh, they, ha- they have a webinar that's going on in a couple of weeks, and they're discussing the massive influx of uh, Chromebook purchases since COVID-19 and yeah. all that. But how so many more people are adopting Chrome OS as their native operating system, not because they have to, because they've realized it works. It does everything they need it to. So oh, now man. they're going to go to Best Buy and buy one. They don't want something that looks utilitarian. They want something that looks Galaxy Chromebook. Right. Yeah, or, that, that, or at least have the option. Right. right? Well, they I may not buy it, but they want to go in there and, ooh, look at that what, one. It's, but that's what people do. I mean, we probably all went through that phase as, as younger adults with Windows. So oh, sure. you used whatever Windows thing that you had to use in high school and then it was, in college. It was, a, it was a Mac for me. I wanted a Mac. <laughs> right. And it's, it's the same thing. Like, you, you work on whatever you had. But once you know the operating system, you're like, cool, this is, I'm set to use this. This is what I'm going to use. Well, now I want some nicer hardware yeah. to use this piece of software. And that's what Chrome OS has had to grow through those stages. You know, there have been all sorts of uh, devices, you know, one at a time almost along the way that have been like, oh, here's what a nice Chromebook would look like. And people are like, why would I do that? Who's going to buy that? 
but people do. A handful of people do because it takes the people user like base. <laughs> yeah. But it takes the user base to go, oh, yeah, I did use one of those, that one of those $350 Chromebooks. And yeah, Chrome OS is great. And I'm, there's no reason for me to go back to Windows now. I really like this. This is fast. It's secure. And it, it does everything I want. And I don't have to worry about it. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever the reasons are, the, they're m- multiple, obviously. But once once you've decided this is my thing, I'm going to stick with this, then a lot of people begin to think about, man, that Mac does look nice, though. Yeah. And, yeah. oh, man, that screen does look better. Yeah. And, oh, I bet you that keyboard, oh, I'd love yeah. to have some backlighting. Man, that glass trackpad, you know. Yeah. And and that's where the Just Samsung con- Galaxy Chromebooks yeah. and the Asus Flip 436s and all the things that were going to come out that we're still expecting start to kind of come into play because right. it's not everybody going to buy those. That's not it. But when you have a massive user base, that bell curve, you know, that, that, that middle section that kind of comes up out of the fold gets wider. Well, there's, there's, there's more people in that, in that curve now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to forget all the proper terminology, but, uh, in, in well, maybe you shouldn't say it. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> the idea will come across, I think. <laughs> uh, wrong. No, so <laughs> I, I, I do recall in, uh, in some business courses in college, the the uh, manufacture this happens in 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 clothing and all sorts of different sectors but you create these uh these desirables these these maybe higher end products within your line that, that create the draw right that get people's attention that they want you know they're 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 uh uh the super high end thing they at least get people in the door, right? And and they say, oh, I really like that, but, oh, man, I don't quite have all the money for that, so I'm going to end up buying this this slightly, you know, more affordable version or whatever. I think we've said this so many times on this podcast, the more options you have, the better. It's better for consumers. It's better for everybody. And uh, if if these, if like the XPS is a perfect example. If, if they're not going to do this, I hope that if anything, your article may be, catches on and someone at Dell maybe sees it. <laughs> yeah, I mean ultimately if you haven't <laughs> yeah, planned this, yeah. you probably should. Because it makes perfect sense, right? You right. you create that Halo device and And, and it's then, not like nobody else has done it. Like yeah. we're not saying take a leap and of you faith might, here. You, I mean, you might not sell a ton of those, but maybe you end up selling more Inspirons. Correct. You know? Yeah. It's a it's that same mentality, I think. And for probably for, happens in the car industry. All day. I mean well, I mean, people, like people see what, those nice why, ones. It's why the Camry is the most popular car in the world, right? The so this is what Samsung's entire phone model is built on. Uh, you can read exhaustive research that's done online. You know, their A series and J series phones yeah. way outsell the Galaxy S phones. The Galaxy S phone is there to create that they halo. See, yep. They see that they see the commercials and they see exactly. they see you know all the the advertising and then they go into the store and they're yeah. like, oh what my gosh, the, it's that much. I don't want to get well, that. Well, what's something a, similar? Yeah, even <laughs> right. with Apple, what was the maxed out gross one that they had? The Max <laughs> Pro Plus Seven. Yeah, and whatever. It's two grand. Two grand. How many people do you know that have that phone? I don't know. I know. I don't know anyone. Yeah. Most. And I have some friends who are. Apple elitists, and they can afford to buy that phone. They still no. don't have that phone. No, no, they still go buy that. Yeah, they go buy the nice the iPhone Apple eleven. Line. Yeah, I mean, or people yep. go buy. The I re- I I wanted the 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 eight plus Pro, and it, you know, I could f- probably find a way to condone buying it if I wanted, really <laughs> wanted to, but I didn't. I went and I got the eight plus or the right. eight, yeah the eight five G because it's it's a really great phone. You know, 
how, how Robbie still has his. Let's let's do a quick tangent. You still have yours, right? Yeah, yeah. I love it. Uh, there is a there's a bug something, but yeah. it's a one plus. It's thing, a web view one plus thing. Well, not that. That's annoying too. Uh, but yeah, that needs to get fixed. Uh, the yeah. Wi-Fi uh, for some reason. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't well, have that problem. I think it's your phone. Huh. But you you said the, the other day, or you're once. You're oh, I was pro. at home, and yeah, you're right. The it's Wi-Fi longer. was connected, but it wasn't. Uh, it wouldn't yeah. load. It doesn't do anything. Yeah, the minute it doesn't I got give you an error. Really okay, weird. but here's what's interesting. But though. if, but normally though, if that were the, that would be the first or whatever, thing, I'm gone. You would you would return it, but you haven't done no, that yet. No, it's I, it's it's sank in enough with me that I'm like, cool. I you know, yeah. everything's gonna have bugs. Uh, even the oh, Pixel yeah. phones I mean, even always have bugs. have bugs. The Pixel buds have bugs. Oh, I was Pixel gonna say you <laughs> Pixel <laughs> buds bugs. <laughs> bugs Pixel. bugs are gonna always be there. It's it's a matter of whether or not the piece of hardware is good enough for right. you to to sit yeah. and deal with them yeah. uh, and just wait. Yeah. Um, I did think about going over to T-Mobile though and at least saying, hey, look, I don't know if anybody's aware yeah, this of this. Is like, this happening. is a bad, this is a pretty bad bug. Um, so much so that... For a non-techie I'm, person, they might just return it without just, knowing. We, right. Do you have it happen here or is it yeah, just... happens see, here, happens at home. It's only happened to me at home, which I, I've always... From what I understand, it's a five, uh, it's uh, five gigahertz is the problem, Well, which Google Wi-Fi should Does bounce you back and forth thing. but you can't tell it which one to hook to with with nest uh, wi-fi or google wi-fi huh. yeah, I'm I got google wi-fi at home. at home and yeah i mean it's it's generally going to jump on the five if if it can so i mean i don't know maybe you could i don't know there could be a yeah. switch to turn it to 2.4 or something but who wants i mean to mine that? are set up as two separate things at home so i could technically just hop on the other one the five but who see. wants to do that but hey, it's a bug and it's <laughs> in their forums and oneplus is usually yeah, pretty, pretty good. good about fixing this stuff so yeah it's a matter of time, it's but other than that, so why didn't you man, go get? Why fantastic. didn't you get the pro? Because uh, I'm in that that program with T-Mobile, the the jump jump on, on demand, demand or whatever. It was just easier to drive a Over mile there. up yeah. the road and, and this, walk away with a new phone, yeah. right? Yeah, and it was a literally a because if not, spot. you would have had to have purchased it from OnePlus. And yeah. I still have my T-Mobile phone that right. I can't just give it back and be like, ah, no okay. thanks. Like, okay. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm kind of in this in this loop with them now. So, but going back to our phones. going back to our original discussion of people creating these Halo devices, did you want the Pro? One hundred percent. Had they had the Pro at T-Mobile, I would have paid for it. Right. Yeah. yeah like, absolutely. Right. I was very very disappointed that they weren't releasing it on the carriers because that's what I wanted. But they but. just they probably know they're not going to sell enough of them, so they right. don't want to have they don't want to have all these carriers have. But they inventory. put all the rest of them at T-Mobile. They had the yeah. McLaren and the. Yeah. Pro. They had the McLaren all. one. Yeah, they yeah. still have the McLaren one. Yep. Uh, my guess is they'll probably yeah. do because OnePlus releases, you know, ten times too many phones. Uh, What's this new one, the Z or something? It's going to be their mid-range. They're finally releasing like a mid-range. It's their SE. Okay. Yeah. Like a four hundred dollar phone. So we'll see. Interesting. Uh, but if if my guess is they'll have the eight T. Uh, it's kind of their TikTok instead of like Apple does one every year and they'll do whatever, then whatever S and then whatever again, whatever S one plus does two phones every year. So they'll do the eight, the eight T yeah. will come out this fall. Right. Um, and the eight T pro likely will come out too. So I could see T-Mobile maybe picking that up in the fall. Uh, that's when they're, no McLaren this year. They've, no, they've, they've just squashed that, They just so. throw a, they just throw a big net. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we're going to make all of the phones. Yeah. How and, many, how many phones do we make? All of them. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to release four flagship phones every year. <laughs> it's a little ridiculous when you say yeah. it that way. Yeah, but yeah, it's been a it's been a really good phone. Um, and ultimately, between five G and four G here uh, at the house, uh, I was getting before, and this has nothing to do with Pixel. I think they they worked on the towers out there. Um, I was getting maybe three or four megs down, best case, in my house. So when LTE dropped or when uh, Wi Fi would drop out, like those 
a significant problem for me. I'm getting like 80 megs down now yeah. at the house. Oh, so honestly, when if if I ever get that little running man on PUBG, you know, where the it's not loading and I'm standing still, I just flip Wi-Fi off and hop on 5G yeah. and go because yeah. 5G is basically everywhere already. So yeah, we, we uh, talked about that last week. 5G is going to be big deal. It's going to be big. So um, so yeah, I think. I think the uh, the speculation is interesting. It is a speculation at this point. <laughs> it is. I mean, I mean it's connecting dots yeah. that make a really good case. Yeah. But they're still yeah. you know, peppering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little speculation. A little, little sauce. Salt, <laughs> salt in a, a, a little bit of guesswork. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the lines kind yeah. of converge and point to. Fairly line up. <laughs> yeah. Unlike something else that's yeah. happened this week. Yeah, we'll get to that after the break. Uh, there's some pixel book. Uh, two rumors that we're not gonna, rumors that we're gonna we're gonna talk about. I mean, so, we could also rumor like also in the news. Uh, I saw Godzilla <laughs> out the window yesterday. <laughs> Only I didn't. Yeah. But if I did, I could say I did, and maybe I didn't. I don't know. There's a better chance of that because someone could be watching Godzilla. That's boom. true. I did see Godzilla the out the window. Yeah. Now, after you've re- clicked into the article <laughs> and read down a little bit, yeah. you're gonna see. I saw it on a television across right. the street. It's the same, though. Same. It's the same. Same thing. The Godzilla <laughs> was here. He was so, just yeah. in two dimensions, not three. If you, if you can't tell already, Robbie's fired up. So we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll get into that afterwards. So we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service, and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Alrighty, welcome back everybody. So, uh, as promised, we are going to talk about... Some news that has gone, uh, has been going around uh, in the tech space. You might have seen it. You might have even clicked on the article. You might have read it. You might have been confused. <laughs> and you might have been convinced that this Chrome or this board is the new Pixelbook. And well, I just hate that. I hate that. Um, I don't know. Uh, sometimes just putting titles out there has an effect because a lot of people um i mean we have someone who's in the tech space who sent us the article and said hey did you see this this you know and and that's like that that happens i mean i do that crap i'll send it i'll send you guys stuff like i'll just see it in my discover and send you guys like hey are we are we covering this or whatever because a lot of times uh, there are great tech publications out there and they write stuff that's legitimate exactly so we get in the habit of looking and being like hey i saw the title this has to be a thing i'm i've even thrown like we keep a pocket of like hey let's write this or you know so we keep a, an ongoing kind of shared pocket list. So if you see something cool, throw it in there yeah. so that later we can go look. And then you and go like, look at it later. And, yeah. you know, let's let's follow up on this. And, and as as I, don't, I mean, we never uh, uh, we never claim to be true journalists. I mean, we are we are kind of tech bloggers more oh, yeah. so. Um, but as as people who write about these things and are passionate about these things, you 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 want those. I, I'm all for some maybe provocative titles. Sure, you but, want people to click and, and be interested. But uh, but when you go out and say this is the Pixelbook Two specs, here are the specs release, release date. date. 
Yeah, and that uh, and that's I'm gonna go ahead and say it. That's what burned me about that article because I had seen it and didn't click on it because I knew it was honestly it was garbage. We've been accused of clickbaiting before because we will put titles out occasionally that, as Joe said, are provocative yeah. because we want to we want you to be oh what is this and right. then we follow up with the information. Here's the thing that we backs about. up what we were talking about. This was based completely in. False facts. Yeah. It was just complete bad, bad conjecture. It was just bad reporting. And bad reporting. Yeah. There was absolutely nothing true in this article. And there were things that were pointed out that we have that have been defunct time and time again. And it was it is one hundred percent clear. And if you okay, so And they have been doing it a lot lately is why it well, here, here's the other thing too with that. Like the the problem is there was you know, to say the the whole article was had no facts or was not true is not necessarily right because it did have certain facts, but it would they be were, it, it, it's drawing comparisons between two things that don't have anything to do with one another. Right. And so, so there were again, facts, it's that whole Godzilla facts, thing I just said. They weren't facts pertaining to this thing that you think you're talking about. I saw about. Godzilla out the window. Yeah. Cool. I, I did, but it was on a television across the street. Like, right. so I'm going to make you believe I literally saw a fictitious dinosaur monster and, <laughs> and while i did there's so, fact that it, that's based on it's not actually what i'm saying to you is not factual right and, and that's that it, it was just annoying yeah uh, to see it and i knew like gabe was saying as soon as i saw it I'm like come on there's no way because we dig around for this stuff and right. have been for the last especially this last week it's come I up mean, in conversation yeah, a yeah few times. Had, you've even said like times, man yeah. I'm, i can't find anything i'm trying and, i'm trying to make something we've even said like some of the um some of the pixel book you know slate google devices that we have uh, covered in the past were were leaked out like right. people it was things out like like Gabe had a uh, uh, gut feeling about the original Pixel Book mm-hmm. um, and put some things together, but there were things back then that didn't exist on any Chromebook that exist on right. lots of Chromebooks now, and right. so now those those little nuggets can't even help us to determine anything. Like the only thing I know that's unique to Google Chromebooks at this point, like Google made Chromebooks, is that they're still the only ones with assistant keys on them. Right. There are keyboards. The Logitech keyboard, for has, instance, the, the, has the bridge button. keyboard has the button, but like for a Chromebook board to have that. Right. Uh, and obviously I've looked for so, that and not been able to find anything of that. And so I, but they, they also have now this Vivaldi keyboard thing. So right. it's, you can create all these custom keyboard layouts and yeah. you just store it in this Vivaldi thing. And so it's like, I don't know. I'm sure it's in there somewhere. If Google's making one, there's probably a commit somewhere that has Vivaldi and down deep in a file somewhere as assistant yeah. key maps. Like, whatever. But it's like, yeah. I can't find that. So, and so I don't know how to connect the dots. And yeah. it's unfortunate, but we just have no leads whatsoever on so, a Google made Chromebook. So let's let's set set the record straight. There uh, there. To our knowledge, there is not a Google-made Chromebook in the works as of right now, and that includes a Pixelbook 2. Right. There, Correct. There, there is no factual evidence pointing to a Pixelbook 2. That's not to say they're not working yeah, on there one. Could right. be one. That with all the stuff in the works with the newer AMD processors and what right. we're hoping is a, a Qualcomm processor, it's freaking. It's very. It's actually Pixel probable. Book, Pixelbook two Go- with a Snapdragon. Let's yeah, go. It's very probable <laughs> that Google has developers working on a device. It may be a 
a timeline device of, hey, we're going to launch this on this date on whatever. It may be a, hey, guys, you dabble with this and let's see what we can come up with. But there's no evidence to that because, as Robbie pointed out, most of these Google developers that work on Google's devices – they also oversee Chromium OS, so they're on a bunch of other devices yeah, right. as well. Yeah, we yeah. can't tie. Yeah, there emails. were some. There were a handful of names that we tied to the Pixelbook and the Slate, but they are also on other devices. Right. So there's just not. So you can't any, tie in the. And what you're referring to here is in the repository when they're when we're tracking these things. There's emails yeah, and names yeah, tied. Yeah, every, every. So you're saying like they're working on other projects. We can't say. This this person's working on the Pixelbook too, so we know if their name's on it. It's yeah, because the there's been, there have been devices like with Asus and Samsung where the individual that we found was only tied to right. those OEMs. We don't have any of those smoking guns with Google, and then you have the boards, which the and this has been many many outlets have done this. They see these Chromebooks in Geekbench and they say Google fill in the blank, and oh, it's a Google device. No, it's not. Google owns Chrome OS, so all of the Chromebook boards are called Google Zork. I feel like we're I feel like we're beating a dead horse on this one. I feel like we've talked about this so much, but we it continues to come up. Like you said earlier, Dralian. Remember somebody put an article out. Dralian's the next Google Pixelbook. No, No, but that's the thing though too with what this particular website has done recently with the Forbes effect. No offense, Forbes. That's how you guys get your traffic. <laughs> but also some Whatever. Of, some of your traffic. <laughs> they probably have acknowledged that it's not a Google device, or they've at least acknowledged that having Google at the front of the board name doesn't make it a Google Chromebook, but they probably just don't care. They're clearly Maybe. looking for clicks, so that's yeah. why they did it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and that's the part that was actually factual in the article. They said Zork, which is a uh, high-end AMD board that we've – been talking about for a while. It's Kevin's on, talked about it's it on at, your, about Chromebooks. Uh, your uh, upcoming devices. Upcoming we're tracking. devices. Like, yeah. It's it's a AMD device. It's uh, and and while that could be Google, the path you took to get there is saying on Geekbench it said Google on it. That's not that's not factual. It's not, a, so, not a reason. Yeah. So to say that it's you know all of them say Google. So that's that's no good. So now you have factual evidence or factual stuff. They they listed facts in the article about Zork, but the connection that they made it to Google is no good. Right. So now the facts about Zork, they're saying these applied. are facts about Pixelbook 2. Well, that doesn't work. It doesn't work yeah. that way. And so why, that that's the annoying part about it because there's enough factual stuff in there that people that don't know any better are going to go read that and go, well, it looks like they've done the research, so here we go. Yeah, I mean, it's like going out to the parking lot and looking at my car and saying, well, it has a V6 and it has this and it has that. It has all of this. Oh, and by the way, it's a Porsche. Right. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a <laughs> Nissan. Well, everything else you said was true. Right. It's not a Porsche, though. Yeah, the specs were true. It makes right. that yeah. much sense. Right. Yeah. And, and it, it was... It, it's. Annoying to have to write articles that like counteract other well, articles. Like I don't like doing that because because you you expect for someone who is going to spend time to put together an article for another publication, you expect them to put in the the same work or or at least fact check things the way that we would or the way that we expect other journalists to do, which so many other ones do. Right. You know. Um. And, and you know. So so when you see it, it, it's it's a little bit of that just like, oh, come on. And it was particularly painful on. this week because I've, I've probably put in at least four hours this week 
and it's like I'm not saying I'm not for, saying for a Google Chromebook. And so when I saw that right. headline for a, a split second, you're like, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. somebody because that's I think that's what we're going to wait on this year. Right, we're going to wait on similar to last. I mean, we knew Atlas was going to be yeah. a Pixelbook something or another. Like it, it, heck, that thing was around forever. Um, but eventually, like Stephen Hall had the thing in his hand, you know, and like they leaked it completely. And so it's like, okay, here it is. We know now, and that was the leak. It wasn't neat, like oh, we sleuthed around and we dug this up and put A and B together, you know, because there just wasn't enough evidence there to clearly state what what was going to be there and so we're not going to state that we're not just going to be like uh, i don't know so let's make something up right and that's what this felt like and and so you know we put the article out there and obviously we're doing this now and you know we'll reach how many other people we reach with this and it'll fix that part of it but nothing will fix uh, a publication that's large and has a lot of visibility putting something out like, uh, that, putting yeah. something out like that just that headline enough like i was saying yeah, with the exactly. pocket thing earlier exactly i'm i'm guilty of sometimes looking at a headline and clicking share and throwing it in pocket for later yeah, absolutely not to read later to share with people later and i've had multiple times where i go i click into the article to get the details and i'm like oh this oh, isn't even yeah. what i thought it was no. or this is made up or yeah, you know, and so I, I don't know. It was just it was a bummer. Uh, it was annoying. It was it was aggravating to have to wake up Monday morning and write a post like that, you know, and start your day off kind of yeah. salty and I don't know. Um, so it's unfortunate, but the the truth is, we are all hopeful that Google is making another Chromebook. We have no idea if it's a Pixelbook Go replacement or if it's a Pixelbook 2 or if it's completely something else. Or we know it's probably not going to be a tablet. Um, <laughs> but other than that, we don't know anything. And again, yeah. we don't know that they're making one. We're just, no. you know, they've made Open. one every year for the last three years. Yeah. Why not? You know, they, but they seem to they be getting not. they seem to be getting some good, you know, brand equity with Pixelbook. Yeah. So, I mean, you know? I could 100% see a Pixelbook 2 being one of these hatch devices that right. we aren't sure of. Or, heck, they might get ahead of it and, and re- release one of the Put first out, Tiger Lake Tiger devices. Lakes, man, that'd be sick. There's a bunch of those, too. There's that, a bunch of AMD devices. That's what I'd like There's to see. There's a ton of stuff they could yeah, do. Yeah, I would like to see. I don't want to see Google get back into the, the Pixel Chromebook where it's $2,000. I would like to see google produce a pixelbook go type of device but with the most current hardware available yeah i want to see and it doesn't yeah. have to be like budgety it can right. be a seven eight maybe yeah, nine the pixelbook go Chrome. felt like the first step towards the it pixel did. 3a pixel 4a thing yeah i think they need to continue pushing into that i so, think that's the better approach so could find a, a way to make a five to six hundred dollar Google hardware could piece. could a uh, could a Snapdragon be in that price category? Yeah, yeah. that that would so, help. AMD chips, those yeah. high end AMD chips would could, help could a that, ton because yeah. it just brings that production amount down a lot. Yeah. A Tiger Lake device, on the other hand, well, would go completely. Right. Against but at it. the right. same time, we've seen with these newer devices with Comet Lake, it doesn't have to be an i seven with thirty two. No. No. no, that i three that's in that Flex Five has more horsepower than yeah any 95 percent of users are going to need oh yeah you you double the ram so you do the i3 with eight gigs of ram and, and clearly throw, and throw a nice nvme storage yeah, in there clearly though with what lenovo has for 410 dollars, you upgrade the ram you upgrade the storage and the chassis 650 dollars. Mm-hmm. oh look yeah right where the pixel, pixel will go, go is. except yeah, but, you have current hardware yeah, yeah. so um, yeah, I mean, and that's why I think I, I can just see them refreshing the Pixelbook Go, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, swapping the board out, not wonder, making a ton of changes. I mean, I because to me, like convertibles are nice. Yeah, uh, but when it comes to Chromebooks, I, 
Well, and it's, it's... It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's kind of just like the, hey, that thing's cool, but when it boils down to it, what I actually do on it on a daily basis, you know, a clamshell is fine. Yeah. You know, I... Um, I think the I think the whole the whole Pixelbook Go thing, like you said, was a, a kind of step towards the three A approach, four A approach, which is right. that that kind of uh, lower priced, more affordable. I won't I won't say it's budget. <laughs> it's certainly it's not, not budget. It's not. Uh, but a more affordable device compared to their thousand dollar Chrome Pixelbooks of the past. Right. Um, you know, do do they just do they? Do they just follow that model? I, I wonder what the sales data is. Like, I don't know if they've put out any numbers of how many goes they've sold. They haven't. But man, I bet you they've sold a couple. I would. I would assume they've. It's probably the best selling pixel. Well, <laughs> until the slate started going on sale. Yeah. Um, and that should again, those things inform right. The the slate drops down to four or five hundred dollars with a keyboard included man, and we, maybe we, selling we, them like hotcakes we sold those know? things left and right and, um, and for people for people wondering we didn't we didn't we didn't sell them individually no, but we're we affiliates we are affiliates and so we get some sales de- uh, data showing what we're selling um and, and so we we freely assume that if we're if our publication is selling through quite a few of anything they're selling well on a way. on a on a broader scale right. they're selling well, that was uh, one of our highest traffic days uh of last year was yeah. I remember I was out in California for Thanksgiving and you wrote the yeah I was slates on in, sale I was man in the hospital my father in law was having uh, bypass surgery yeah and I, I had I wanted to get a quick article out and, I just, and it was Boop. just like hey here's the oh here's this deal let's throw it out real quick and everyone went bonkers that one went crazy and then they just dropped the price of the slate yeah like that was a sale and then they just dropped yeah, it now like it's, they, a, it's for whatever for it was four ninety nine with the keyboard for a while but I think the keyboards are all gone from what I, I understand I, at least at Google. I, I do believe that's correct, yeah. Uh, but either way, like when the, the price dropped on those, you saw people just start snatching them up. So you've got that sales data. You've probably got the entry-level Pixelbook Go. Probably did pretty well over the course of the last nine months. And if I recall um, correctly, we sold quite a bit of the M3s. We moved a lot of those. Um, you've got the 3A uh, data has just come in this week, I think, that says that Google sold more phones than OnePlus. 7.2 million. Um and I, I'm telling you, in they, they may not have t- said anything about it. Most of that's the 3A. Yeah. It is not the Pixel 4 or 4 XL. No. So you've got that. You've got the 4A coming. We all know it's leaked July. left and right. It's coming affordable again. And rumors are that the Pixel 5, five. is going to be a 765 Snapdragon. It's not going to be the high end. Lower end processor. They're going to cut prices. I still don't understand how they're even going to think about marketing I think this. I think it's going to be like a $600 $700 maybe uh, a mid high range yeah this, this is just a, a thought coming from the car business with the rumors of google making their own silicon or, or bringing that in-house i feel yeah. like the five will, will be, be will be a loss leader for them i believe they've already decided up front we're just gonna we're not gonna make money on it let's make it a good phone that people will buy and if we have to sell better, it true better and, cameras and break even or lose that's fine because next year we're ready. We'll hit yeah. them hard, and we'll have our own silicon, so we can actually make some money. It on sounds good. Man. Pixel six. Yeah, pixel. Pixel six. Well, yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> very close. Six, to I think you're right. Six though, pixel Gabe. sounds cool. Kind of like six sigma. Six, 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 six pixel. Six pixel. That would be Gabe, hard to say. Pixel six XL. Pixel six XL. Pixel six XL. So many weird. That's a sex is in there. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird. Let's not go that route. No, Gabe. I think you're right, though. I think that's. I think. 
I think the five could could very well just be, hey, it, let's let's put in this lower end processor. Yeah, if they're let's serious about hardware. It's it's all about well, the long game. Could they yeah. could they um, put in put in the better cameras, right? Yeah, they could have better the lenses. Maybe put a wide angle on there. So all all glass build. You know, nicer nicer build. Yeah. Maybe still. Yeah, at that price still have range. good hardware on the yeah. outside. Um, you know, give it give it some decent RAM and and. And plenty of storage. It, put it out the door. <laughs> As from what they're showing, the 765 chip is going to be pretty legit. It's it's uh, uh, is it pretty equal to um, what what's what's a device that that would be fairly equal to that's on the market right now? Is it like my phone? Um, I haven't looked at benchmarks, but I bet you it's it it'll best the uh, Pixel Three for sure. Yeah. Um, what was what's I, what's in what's in the three XL? So that's an 800 level. So it's an okay. 845. So the flagships always use the 800 level Snapdragon. So 845 was two years ago. Last mm. year is the 855. Right now, the phones coming out have the 865. 865, okay. So the fact that they're going down to the 765 is yeah. it's just a different architecture, different core sizes, sure. and all that kind of stuff. But what we're starting to see now with smartphones is, you know, the Pixel 3a. My daughter has that, and it's still like it's a six thirty, so it's even a step down farther than this. And it still gets fine. along pretty well, like for normal stuff. Yeah, if I'm running PUBG, cranking, or, cranking PUBG, all you know, high res, everything. Yeah, yeah. It, it it starts to struggle yeah. there, but the seven sixty five probably won't. And so I'm just like, if you can save a hundred dollars per device, you know, in yeah. your manufacturing, yeah, we'll go for it. Especially with what Gabe said, this is just gonna be a loss leader. You're just Let's, trying to keep the keep the brand out there. Yeah. Get it low price. Sell, sell, sell yeah, because we just saw where they they passed OnePlus, and OnePlus is relatively small in the in the pond, but they passed OnePlus, which is a huge achievement for Google because two a year and a half ago, everyone was saying Pixel phones aren't just, selling just at might all. Go away, you know, yeah. <laughs> and they're like Google's not selling garbage. Now they've passed OnePlus. That's a big achievement for them. So as long as they can keep that momentum going until the day comes that they can produce a phone in house that's actually profitable. That's all they have to care yeah. about, right? That's true. I mean, we've and talked about we've talked about the kind of different business models um, in how Apple Apple has uh, you know completely they, they are completely vertically integrated. They they yep. they they might they might uh, outsource some things to get produced, but they control the manufacturing right. process, all the supply lines. So you know, I mean, if Google can do something like that with and making Google's their own pretty, silicone, I Google's mean, pretty close to a lot of those pieces. So yeah, mm-hmm. the, the screen is made by Samsung, but yeah, so is the iPhone screen. Right. You know, so they're right. they're outsourcing the pieces, but they're the ones that are finally putting that thing together. The part they don't have any it's control silicon, in right now yeah. is that silicon. So they're reliant on. Hey, what's what's Qualcomm going to do with this next Snapdragon? We got to decide: do we want to pay that premium? Because Qualcomm's another company that's got to make money. Exactly. So, and all they do is make chipsets. So Apple doesn't have to worry about this. They have in-house people building chipsets for them. So they're paying cost for those. And A so, seventy-five Bionic arm. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. And, and they're great at it. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. And, and the thing is, a lot of people don't understand. Like Arm Holdings says, "Hey, here's our new cores." And here's what we can do, and here's what you can do with them. Now go build things. You're still responsible with going and taking those cores and building stuff yeah. with it, and that takes skilled engineers and skilled people and high-paid people, likely. And uh, what ARM has done of late is release a new program where um, you'll be able to companies will be able to build 
more customized chipsets. Oh yeah, I remember you telling me about much that. easier. Um, so they're they're want it's and like a drag and this. drop type thing. <laughs> yeah, for better or worse, <laughs> sort of. <yeah. laughs> it's just simplified so that you can say, hey, I want these cores to do this, and I want this core to do that, and I'd like to mix in one of these A seventy six Cortex. And so it's that. like Wix for processors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you're not familiar, Wix is uh, a drag and drop designer. web builder. Yeah, got that. <laughs> yeah, and so. It, some of that I think will help Google move the ball faster. Yeah. Um, exactly. Instead of yeah. saying, "Hey, we got to hire a bunch of people and just figure this thing out." Well, it's like, no, "Hey, here's here's a custom solution now. Sure, go hire your people." But now they've well, got tools to to compete much faster. So. Right now, they're at the mercy of of you know these, Qualcomm. Of, of Qualcomm. Qualcomm's they're, processors have gotten really expensive. Exactly. And and they're if they're you know you got to think about the development cycle of these things also when 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 Google is. I mean, Google is working on the five right now, right? Oh, and yeah, they have probably been. have been. So, so. Oh yeah, we'll see one in a cab here in the next <laughs> couple months. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm coming. Sure. It's yeah. about that time. But they're making choices, and Qualcomm is probably giving them certain information here and there of what they're making. Right. But they're just they're at they're at the mercy of of Qualcomm, and they're waiting to see how much it's going to cost, and they have to make those decisions. Oh, yeah. Way back, it's, it is right? not the the. It's obvious. I mean, when you see what Apple can do at their cost points and all this stuff like yeah. that's why yeah. because what's the what's the the base like 11 like the main 11 what is it now how, how much does it cost uh seven six ninety seven ninety nine so it starts at 800 800 yeah. bucks okay and so i mean and it's premium through and through yeah you know so there's there's a lot to be said for it i mean it saves a lot of money but it also it gives manufacturers a lot more power over what they want to choose to do with their chipsets and so um the way it works right now is, you know, Qualcomm is already working on the 875, I, I would assume, or whatever they're going to, I'm assuming it's going to be called the 875. Like they're building that thing. They're putting it together right now. They're sharing with their hardware partners. Hey, here's what the 875 can do. We can now do 8K video at 60 frames per second. If you run it with this, blah, 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 blah. And this, and as long as you tie your software in to do yada, 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 you can do this, 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 this. And so, then the manufacturers go, okay, well, let's roll out that new feature and that one. Now we're not going to mess with this one. And so they're, again, at that mercy of the chip builder. The chip yeah. builder ends up being the one that is responsible for the new features, not Google. Yeah. And if Google's sitting there wanting to go, well, what we really wanted was 12K video at 30 frames per second. That's like we had this idea that we're going to bend our pixels and do blah, 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 do all this crap. Well, we can't do that because Qualcomm doesn't have a chip that is, right. is doing that yet. Right. But if they would just shift that one core over, we could do that. And we don't need that core to do this one. They have none of those controls right now. Apple does. So within the bounds of what an ARM chip can do, Apple can bend and manipulate those things. That's how they're getting such high performance out of their chips. Because they're, they're saying, look, we're going to take these cores and do XYZ with them. And we're going to do it for the iPhone. That's it. End of end of story. This is the only phone we got to worry about. We're going to make sure that this chip works best with this phone. Move forward. Google will be able to do that yeah. um, uh, for probably the the Pixel what, Six. What, what happened to the What happened to the Chromebook chips? The OP one and and those. What happened to that? It was a bad idea. The the website's <laughs> gone. I'll tell you that the OP one website or whatever they called it, it's gone. Because yeah. yeah. we we had always expected like this, like maybe the P sixty T would be the OP two. Yeah. yeah, that this they is just, not a thing anymore. Are they? Man. Were, were they MediaTek? What were they? No, Those it was a rock, rock chip, chip thirty three ninety nine. Yeah, I forget yeah. these names. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, who knows what happens with Qualcomm? Like that—that that has just been a 
long drawn out process and still don't really see any writing on the wall that says, Hey, we're going to see that seven C Chromebook should, but I don't know if, if Google's starting to look at it and go, huh, you know, if we can build custom silicone for or silicon for our phones, mm-hmm. we could also do it for a pixel book, yeah. you know, down the road. And maybe that's where their sites are getting set more on. I, I, who knows? Yeah. Um, we just, we just don't know at this point. What I mean, we do know is there is not a pixel book too. We do know as that. As of right now. <laughs> yeah, we do know that. And and hopefully, hopefully. That, that we do know. The, the pixel book too, when and if it just show up, uh, is an attempt to be a little more affordable premium. Yeah, I, exactly. I think that's the win. Like, if you can get super premium, like really good overall hardware in that seven $800 range, it's a, it's a sweet spot. Or... You know, get rid of some of the super premium stuff and get down to that four or five. Yeah, and that and that's the thing. I still feel like the Flex Five will be the anomaly for this year because it feels like it so far. HP like- just announced their refreshed X three sixty fourteen, and it's on Best Buy. It's not available yet, but it's on there. It's six hundred twenty nine dollars, and not once have I looked at that price and flinched. I'm not like ooh because. The X three sixty fourteen was a great device. Yeah. HP went with the eight gigs of RAM and the i three again this time. The only drawback is that they did two hundred fifty nit screen, which makes zero sense to me. Which we did find out. We the did find Flex yeah. five is two fifty. We it's were not wrong. The, the they listed as up to three hundred. Yeah. So yeah. the i five will have a three hundred nit screen. So, but I do remember the X three sixty that my wife had. Everything was great about it. This, that was like a hundred and eighty nit screen, though. Yeah, the screen was it was dim. It was the dim. colors were great, but it yeah. was just dim. So two hundred fifty nit screen, and I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking six hundred twenty nine dollars. When Black Friday gets here, it'll probably be four ninety nine. Mm-hmm. That is a five hundred dollar device. All oh, day it's long. beautiful yeah. looking. It, it looks way better yeah, than the so Flex Five does. It does. I think <laughs> Lenovo, but I think Lenovo will sell a. I mean, we've already seen a crap ton of these Boat Flex load. Five sold. Yeah, so well, and it's just gonna like as more Chromebooks come out for this year, and the new ones are there, and it's like, oh, when you look at them side by side, it's like, I, for most people, Flex Five just still makes more sense. It's uh, uh, makes more fiscal sense. It's not. Uh, it's not super sexy, but it feels nice. And it looks decent. It just gets the job done. It just looks good. It's not, it's you not know? here to impress anybody. I like anybody. the, I like the, uh, man, man. It is. I like the uh, upward firing speakers. You and know? a keyboard. Man, keyboard. Keyboard's great. Backlit Gosh, keyboard the with great. the uh, i3. Uh, does the, does, do either of the Celerons have backlit keys? No. Nope. Oh, man. And you got what? You got almost 40 thousand octane out of it yeah. this morning oh which is gosh. just Dude. stupid so smoking fast. I mean, yeah, we if were you're filming. buying an i7 don't don't <laughs> on I a mean, chromebook in, don't. yeah we, unless you just until the day that we fully leverage linux and hyper threading actually works which it doesn't right now yeah and you can use external gpus the an i7 with 16 gigs of ram i just i don't see it yeah like it's, uh, it is blissful overkill yeah. the only time like there are certain i7 models that come with like the 16 gigs of ram and Half a terabyte yeah. of storage. If that, if you're looking for those things, and it could, only comes yeah. with an i7, okay. I could see it if you're like a system administrator and you're running a lot of uh, uh, just terminal interface stuff where you're not running graphic interface applications and you're doing a lot of stuff from from the back end. I could see that, but there's zero reason for anyone to buy an i7. There's almost no reason for an i5. Not really. And not honestly, the per, the performance difference between the chips really isn't that big of a jump it's the ram difference i mean i would like to see these mid-range models make eight gig the standard and then if you want to get 16 gigs do it 
It's so funny. I remember just a couple of years ago, you know, harping about, ah, stop shipping two gig Chromebooks, you know, and now like four gigs feels like that kind of thing. Like, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's fine to have them in the low end devices, the sub 250s. Uh, but I think once it gets over 350, eight gigs should just be the norm. Yep. And what I'd love to see is in the that mid upper range. So yeah. in, the, in the four to $600 Chromebook range, Eight gigs of RAM, 128 gigs yeah, of torch. Yeah, and, and I know they make the them, but I would never in my life go to Best Buy and be like, "Yeah, I want a, I want a Core i3 Windows device with four gigs of RAM. Can I get one of those?" And they make them. <laughs> yeah, Why in the world you would buy? I bet that I bet they're horrible. And I'll, I'll be fair on the four gigs of RAM. I like I never <laughs> noticed it that much on the Flex. No, it's not yeah. like I was like, "Oh, stuff keeps shutting down on me." Like my workflow probably doesn't on a regular basis demand right. more than four gigs. But every time I checked it in system or went in cog, I mean, I was, I was taking up all four gigs <laughs> yeah. of RAM all the time. Right. So it's yeah. like, but the, I want the overhead, you know? But yeah. And that's the thing is that I three makes up some of that difference. Cause I've been working from the Lenovo three all week and it has four gigs of RAM, but it's a, what is it? In four forty twenty. Yeah. It's yeah, in it. Gemini Lake R. And honestly, except for one instance the other day where I looked at Robbie and I was like, man, my computer's moving really slow. I had forgotten that I wasn't on my Pixelbook Go because I had like 15 tabs open. I had a Linux app running. It I is had Cog running. I had some other stuff going and it was starting to choke up. I'm like, what is wrong? It's slowing like, down. I'm like, this is a $170 Chromebook. Oh, wait, it's a $170 Chromebook <laughs> and it trucks along just fine. Yeah. I mean, I would give that to, to just about any average consumer and be like, this man. is going to do everything you need it to do. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here bucks. using the. I mean, this is a little more expensive, but you Once know, you it's the a, the oh, yeah. Acer 314. Uh, just came in today for us to look at. Granted, it's a Pentium Silver, but uh, is a Pentium, Pentium Silver is a small core, right? It's yes. Not, yeah. So it's yeah. a small core. So that's so Gemini Lake Pentium. Yeah. So yeah, if you look at upgrading from a Gemini Lake, you know the N4000 Celerons, the Pentiums are kind of in that line, a little bit nicer. Uh, you know, it's getting 20,000 on octane. It's got a nice little screen on it. Uh, trackpad's nice and smooth, large spaced, and yeah. it's kind of attractive. It's all plastic. Uh, but <laughs> it's light. Yeah. But it's price point makes it yeah. weird because it's more expensive than the flex yeah. that gets twice as Which much. Which is crazy because six months ago, I would have told anyone yeah, to go buy that's that a device, great device based yeah. on the price and the features. Cause it has everything that I wanted out of the, the, the five, 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 14 to right. be, it does need a backlit keyboard. But yeah. other than that, I mean, but it's, now it's, the Flex 5 is here, and it's like, I could not, I can't, I, I don't know. I can't I, say I, I won't like recommend it because Robbie hasn't reviewed it. We're in, a, we're in a weird position right now with processors because what's happening is these mobile processors are just getting a lot faster, uh, finally. Yeah. You know, we, we went through the rough, what was before, Braswell. Yeah, Braswell. Braswell years were rough. The Apollo Lake years were pretty rough because we kind of expected a, a bump. And those thirty four fifty Lake ones, did not they were just deliver. terrible. Yeah, but then these and Gemini shame Lakes. on OEMs that will remain unnamed for producing <laughs> new devices with Apollo Lake processors. HP, yeah. there. Oops. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't understand what you. Unless they just got a deal on them. Yeah, I, they yeah, found them in a, in a warehouse. Like, yeah. Oh, because ASUS put uh, one out huh. too. It's an eleven point six inch clamshell with a thirty three, and it's not even the quad core. It's the dual core Apollo Yikes. Lake. Gross. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, but hey, sell them hey, for seventy nine bucks. Some schools gonna know. buy them, I guess. But like these new Gemini Lake Ford, so anything that has a four in front of it, and the the Gemini Lake with small core processors, they've really gotten good. Yeah. Um, and when the prices stay down, so like the one that Gabe was talking about, the Lenovo Chromebook Three that's got the 
the updated Gemini Lake R processor in it, so it's a 4020. Um, it just it gets along okay, and and it's super cheap. It's 170 bucks for a Chromebook. I mean, that's kind of crazy. Is that, is that price only at Walmart? Or is that that's not MSRP? That's the only place that's you can buy it. Yeah, but that's its MSRP. That's a, yeah, it's not oh, a sale it price. That's what it's selling for because the. What was the 64 one? gig model is 229 on Lenovo. Okay. That's yeah. what I had seen. And on that's the, the only site. difference. I couldn't remember. So you're having your storage, but it's $60 cheaper. Right. Throw yeah. an SD card in it for that. Yeah, it has a micro SD card slot. Because when you're going for ultra cheap, like let's get as cheap as we can get here. Um, I mean, gosh, so, buy a 64 gig micro SD for dirt cheap 20 bucks yeah throw it in there there you yeah. go there's your extra storage it's it's just weird because the since those mobile processors keep the prices of those chromebooks down and they're generally built with you know plastic and cheaper materials and they're they're meant to be cheaper chromebooks the performance hasn't been as much of an issue as it used to be uh, used to it was like man these are cheap and they're slow now it's just like man, they're just you know cheap outsides but if that doesn't bother and, you and and insult to injury when those apollo like devices first came out they were cheap and they were slow and they were four hundred dollars yeah that was which the other was weird like completely mind-blowing and yeah. that's what's kind of weird with like this this acer chromebook and again sales aside we're talking msrp here like 400 bucks for this feels steep yeah. to me um in a, in a world in where comparison. the flex 5 exists right. And that's why I've said multiple times it is a it's a disruptor. It's a good disruptor. Uh, it'll take I think uh, more people knowing it exists. Like it needs to be on the shelves. If Lenovo does it right, it needs to be on shelves at Best Buys. Get it into Walmart. Get it on the shelf. Get it where people can see it, touch it, see it. You know, get their hands on it. Uh, because when they realize like I can get this for the same price as that, you know, they're going to take our words for it. But I'm telling you. It's a much nicer device than what you're going to get from most $400 Chromebooks. It just is. Remember whenever we were sitting down to uh, put put notes together for this podcast, and I said, oh, we need to talk about the Flex 5 review. And you said, no, we've talked about the Flex 5 a lot. I'm going to talk. I think I'm always going to talk about the Flex 5 until something else comes along that We don't need to talk about the Flex 5, and here we are talking about the Flex 5. So I want to mention two other quick things because... um, at the beginning of this podcast, I said we had multiple things to talk about, and we've talked about two things. So I'm just yep. going to mention these other ones just so that I can say that we talked about other things. Uh, there is a new Chromecast, Android TV, Google TV, whatever you want to call it, dongle that's coming. Um, and we now have some leaks. So you Sabrina. Nest. Nest is in, Nest, be in there Nest TV, I Google, Google Nest TV, Android streaming Chromecast. Let's take bets right now. $5. I think. What's I, it going to be? I think they're going to call it Google TV. Or no, no, nope. no, 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 no. I think it's going to be Chromecast already, TV is what I'm going to say. Uh, Chromecast TV. Killed that one. Chromecast TV? Yeah, maybe. I, like I Chromecast TV. Because it's Chromecast, but it has the interface and the UI that it's more like I'm voting new TV. Chromecast. Just because. Just Chromecast? Yep. Just, yeah. just Chromecast. Yeah. Uh, because that has brain cachet. Android TV, I know people hate on me when I say this, but it doesn't. Yeah, people, people don't do uh, that. People well, know what a Fire Stick is. Well, they associate Android with so many weird right. things. Like, it's like, I know what a Fire Stick is. I know what a Roku is. I know what my Chromecast is. Chromecast. Cool. So go, go buy knows, Chromecast. So get yeah. your Chromecast. Now with remote. That's all exactly. you need to say. Yeah, Nothing true. else needs to be said from a marketing standpoint other than new well, Chromecast, now with remote. I mean, I think and the Ultra was even a little bit confusing to people. Like. Ultimately, if you told me, hey, go buy this remote and now your Chromecast will have a UI on it and it was a web-based UI or something, you know, that kind of the way Stadia works. If it did that, that would that would be enough. That would yeah. appease most people. They just want to be able to click around on the screen with the remote yeah. control. Yeah. And, and ultimately, yes, it's Android 
TV is what's being delivered here. And ultimately, it's going to probably be able to play some games and do some other fun things and assistant, yada, yada, yada. At the end of the day, all people need to know, it's a new Chromecast and it's got a remote. And you don't even have to tell them it's got a UI because they're going to intuitively know it's got a remote. I can point this at it and I can select things. Yeah, Th- That's it. Nobody needs to know anything else. What's running under the hood, yeah. how much of it's Chromecast UI and how much of it's Android T. None of it. None of that matters. Yeah. It really doesn't for general consumers. Ha- it's a Chromecast with a remote. Yeah. Has, has price, uh, have, have, has anybody talked about price? Sub 80. I think it's, what, uh, I think that's, yeah, it's that's a rumor. Good I think like 69. I think if it's 99 or $89, it will sell like hotcakes, but I think it's going to be Chromecast by nest. Oh, I think they will okay. put it by yeah. nest. Cause that, I mean, Google is really yeah. trying to cultivate well, the nest does, brand that does, they almost murdered. We, <laughs> uh, but they're trying to bring it back. Well, I think we, they'll we, put we talked about this a little bit the other day. I'm not super informed on all of the nest integrations with Chromecast. Now I know you can maybe send your nest, like stream to your TV. Yeah, like Chromecast. Yeah, I think you can Chromecast. ask. You can, you can ask it, the assistant, yeah. and the assistant will. But like, show but maybe, now with this new UI, you can send like, them to your smart displays. I know yeah, that. Uh, I don't that's know. That's what whatever. I think. This new Chromecast is going to behave more like that. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. more akin to a smart display, honestly. And it'll have uh, well, like one of the little things was just like your 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 streaming uh, content is up on the TV, and then down in the bottom left, it's like your front door if somebody knocks. Right. Like something like that, like that little like bit of, of those. new UI touch where it's integrating all of your services, right? You know, into one. So it could, it would make sense that maybe they do something Nest because Nest is kind of their, you know, hopeful I, home right. stuff because they have Nest Mini now, which is the yeah. the audio. They have Nest doorbells, Nest, Nest hubs, you know, Nest. Uh, video cameras so now this is your nest tv or yeah you know I mean, chromecast by nest or whatever yeah, yeah. That can make it'd sense. be interesting to see i just i think they'll make a grave mistake if they get, get rid of chromecast, chromecast. Yeah, gotta have chromecast it's one of the there. few pieces of hardware they have that has any brand cash yeah people know chromecast left and right yeah so, so getting rid right. of that i think would, would would cause some real issue one other quick thing um in the play store now this is uh this is really cool we talked about this a little bit last week maybe week before with krita uh, the desktop class uh, Android app uh, that uh, is, I don't know, Photoshop-esque, painting-esque. Yeah, it it leans more towards painting, yeah, drawing. So uh, it does some cool stuff. But yeah, they ported the desktop it's app a to full, Android. It's a full Chromebook-specific, like, nice desktop app. Yep. Um, and now, in the Play Store, there is even a... Is it a section that you can click into, or is it just like a featured thing whenever you open it up on a Chromebook? Well, we had a, a reader reach out and say, hey, I saw this on my Chromebook. He's got the Acer Spin 13. Uh, it's got a new section under the games uh, featured... Or no, premium, I'm sorry. Uh, it's, it's You can look on the website. You know, It's like premium yeah. games for your Chromebook. Right. You know, here's a it list of games Chromebook. that are made yeah. that work really well in your Chromebook. And it's it's the premium games, so it's stuff that costs money, or if you have Play Pass, some of them are free. Um, and I tried out a few of them, and yeah, Legit, I mean, yeah. They, they work. Like, Don't Starve, I've, I've been thinking about buying that game as a, one of the developers that used to work here in the office. Uh, loved that game. He, he would play it on Windows, and so I've seen it in you know the Play Store and thought, eh, maybe. And so with this, it was one of the premium games. I went ahead and bought it. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's already got mapped controls and stuff. And I, we laid this out in the on the website. But like, the, there's a flight simulator. Again, you can you can manually map all of your keyboard controls, mouse input, and all that kind of stuff. And you click them, you launch them, just like we talked about last week with Doom and Doom Two. Click it, launches full screen, plays like a game. I mean, it's it. 
it's the experience you expect from an Android app that is written and you know packaged up to be delivered yeah. on a Chromebook the like, way you would expect it to be. Whereas some of them you open and it's uh, it opens clearly an Android and app. With big black lines or it's, yeah, it's an Android app in landscape mode. And so there's all this wasted space yeah. and like input lines are all the way across. Like it, it's clearly not laid out for a tablet. And, uh, you know, the, these handful of games, uh, getting some front page real estate yeah. on your Chromebook in the play store is, is a big deal because we need Google saying, Hey, add a boy, to developers that are taking this stuff seriously. And again, just as we talked earlier in this podcast, Chromebooks are being bought at a much higher rate than they ever have before. And so since that's the case, there's more people buying them. There's more people with their faces in front of the play store on their Chromebook. It makes sense. Yeah. Get this stuff out. And the handful of people that developers that have already done this and, and put these things in play. Cool. Great. Now let's encourage more people to do oh. so because the tools are all there. Yeah, They've yeah, been yeah. there for probably well over a year yeah. they, they laid Gosh, out all this stuff at, at io, IO yeah. last year like look we've put it all in place you want keyboard and mouse support for your chromebook app we already app on coded chromebook? it for it's, you it's just, here just grab just this add it <laughs> you know um, yeah. and so the tools are there the tools are there to compile for x86 and aren't like it's all there it's did, all ready did you see the latest update to android uh, wow what, studio uh-huh. so it's all emulated now they don't even need a chromebook to test it so, wow. Yeah, the, so the Android Studio beta on their regular computer, they can emulate a Chromebook so they can see how it works. Make sure that they, yeah. they can get their stuff mapped out. That that there there's other than doing the work, there's zero barrier here. No. Yeah. None. No. Well, and I it, think whenever ArcVM, whatever that ends up being, mm-hmm. um like the idea behind it is uh everything they've learned from Crostini, they're just creating a, a similar um virtual space for android you know the android framework to live in um that i think will end up being cleaner probably than the than the way they integrate it now might even remove more of those barriers yeah. like uh whenever it it finally comes out it looks like it's going to launch with android 11 yeah. um so you know like it feels like google's really put in a ton of work and continue to do so over the years to say look we're we're not going to mention this and walk away from it next week. You know, we're not going to say, uh, let's try this and then go, Oh, you know what? If you don't want to, it's okay. Um, we're not actually invested in it anyway, just to get rid of it. You know, um, they're, they're clearly motivated to get Android apps in a different space. Um, and that just takes time. It takes a, a, an audience to be there. You know, developers have to have a reason to go put in the work, even if the work is minimal. You know, these most of these development houses aren't not like they're sitting around twiddling their thumbs. They're constantly fixing things. I mean, we we worked at a small marketing firm here in town, and I was one of the primary web developers, and it was nonstop. And you know, I had you know, 150 sites we were maintaining, and that's a lot of websites. But these are local, small, very low functioning websites, and there was constantly. Constantly, so you think something about a to full fix. Full fledged web app, or you know, uh, Android. Yeah, app you think that's... of an Android application that's getting comments and stuff. And now it's just like, oh, this has a million downloads. What's well, a million people looking at your thing? A million people with yeah. all of their opinions about how this right. should work. Now that should work. And what about this feature? And well, this thing's broken. There's a bug in this one. And on this Android, you know, like how do you prioritize that? Right. Yeah, they're overwhelmed sorted. already. And then Google's coming in and be like, hey, what about Chromebooks? You want to make your app work on Chromebooks? Yep. Hey, right. how about Chromebooks? And it, they're just like, yeah, that sounds great, but yeah. No, we don't have time to do it. So I feel like Google has done everything they can to just smooth that road out. And and we're starting to see developers go, okay, cool, that's nice. But now there's enough of an audience here 
it's actually worth our time to go start doing it now. And it's kind of converging. And, you know, where we saw Krita, it's like, man, next week we saw Doom and Doom 2. And it's like, oh, now we see premium games for Chromebooks. And I'm like, I'm just kind of waiting. Like, well, what, what comes up next week? Yeah. You know, like, what are we going to see that's, wow, holy crap. Like, you, I, there's no reason you can't write anything on Android. Yeah. Truthfully. I mean, it's a, it's a full-blown OS. It's just never been utilized that way because it's always been relegated to a phone. Yeah. And four years after talking about this and thinking like, oh, in six this months we'll have all kinds of Android desktop apps. This could be awesome. You know, it's it's finally getting to this point and we're, we're just now starting to realize how big of a hurdle this has been. But Google has seen it through, you know, and that's encouraging for a company that likes to trash things yeah. pretty quickly. Well, and, 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 you know, these developers, like you said, need audience. They need to be incentivized and now there's audience. Google's made it easy for them to integrate. So uh, now that you have two of th- those two things, it's like you had to have both of those things. You needed sure. the audience. You needed all the people there because this is these are users for them. These are downloads for them, right. it's which no is different. revenue for right. them. You know, right. what I mean, it's and so you got to balance those two out. And and the unfortunate thing for some of these developers is if they aren't set up for Chrome OS, it, it all it takes is one download. It takes one person getting their new Chromebook. Maybe they're an, maybe they're an iPhone user and they're not even super familiar with with the Play Store and they don't even really know what that is. But they see, oh well, there's some apps I have on my phone. I'm just going to click that and download it. And they download it and it's bad and it's not laid out well. Gone, right? Yep. And, and you've lost that user. They might not not even use any other apps at that point. So yep. So that you, you you need to get it right. And now there's now there's people there. Now you have the tools to do it. So. Go do it. So. Yeah, we I hope, mean it's we that simple, that, right? It's yeah, that simple. You know, all just the go developers do it. That might be listening to this or like they're like, oh my god, shut don't up, know what you're just about. shut up, Joe. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> like we don't want to come across as like this is yeah. so easy. I don't know why I, no one's doing this. We know exactly why you haven't done it. Like, and it's and hard. it's awesome when you do. Yeah. You know, and and we as Chromebook users appreciate when you do, exactly. and other other Chromebook users appreciate it too, and. Um, you know, again, we're not blind to the fact that it's hard. Yeah. That there's a lot of work involved and that the, you know, and there's the, so many pieces like the audience hasn't been there. Yeah. It just hasn't, you know, like when you look at the grand scheme of Android and where it's installed and where the install base is. Yeah. 100%. Everyone gets it. But now we're getting to the point where yep. it's like, okay, I think we're, we're, we're on the edge. Yeah. Like we're, we're almost there. Yeah. Uh, and it's exciting to see like, what's going to come next? Like what yeah. Android app's going to show up next? Adobe project rush. Um, that, that will be awesome. Um, yeah. you know, so it's, it's, it's an interesting time. It's uh, yeah. something a little unexpected. I think for me, yeah. I, I didn't yeah, expect it like, came out hey, of nowhere. in 2020, mid 2020, this is what we're going to start seeing. Yeah. But right. maybe, maybe seeing. it's a little bit of a perfect storm, you know, um, just because of the uh, influx of users, mm-hmm. uh, maybe there's just a little bit more attention getting paid to this, and I think it's uh, I think it's a worthwhile venture. So hopefully, hopefully we continue to see more cool Android apps that that take advantage of big screens. So uh, yeah, like Robbie said, for anyone out there that is that is doing it and working on it, uh, we applaud you and thank you for doing that because apps on Android apps, big screen, big screen uh, taking or taking advantage of the big screen is awesome. And, uh, yeah, so, folks, there we go. We talked about other things. We did it. Woo! We talked about other things. Check them off. Yeah, that's check right. It. Make a check. So that's it for this week, folks. Thanks you. Thank you. Thanks you. Thanks, thanks you. you. Thanks you. Chrome Box. thanks you. Thanks you. That's what he yeah, meant. That's, that's what, what he was thinking. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. So thanks so much for listening. Uh, as always, we're going to link everything that we can uh, down in the show notes. And we appreciate you all very much for tuning in and uh, listening to us. So we will catch you all next week. 
See you. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.